Hey, this is Oliver Luck, and you're listening to the XFL Extra Point Podcast. Since the day you saved my soul, you've been proving this is the Hey guys, what's going on? Episode 11 of the XFL Extra Point. I'm Justin. I'm here with Thomas. Thomas, say something so people know you exist. Hello. You just say hello. That's what I got. Again, I feel like I say this every week, <laughs> entire week. I, what, what am I supposed to? What do I say? <laughs> to think of, of one sentence. You want me to do a rhyme? You want me to do a riddle? I don't know. Maybe you just. I don't know. Current events. Current events. Yeah, maybe a riddle. Uh, Derrick Henry is not faster than Ezekiel Elliott, and to say such is stupid. Oh my God, we're not having this discussion here, Thomas. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Bang. Big shouts out. Big shouts out. Shouts out. To Oliver Luck. Yeah. Right? You heard him at the beginning of Before Our Little Music Kicked In. That's right. And why Why did we have Oliver Luck introing the podcast? Because yesterday Ooh. was the open practice and I was able to attend. Let's go. Ah. And so um, if you follow us on Twitter, you know, obviously. I was tweeting about it all day. Yes. Uh when this podcast come out, I also plan on having the vlog come out that I did going there. And so you'll get to see all the footage I recorded. I recorded a shit ton of footage. Um, and so that's something we're going to talk about today. We're going to go, that'll be at the end of the show, is we're going to kind of talk about the open practice. Thomas didn't go, get to go with me because he was doing this fucking stupid thing called school. Yes. Or some shit. I, I have to, you know. I don't know what that is. Get my education. So he was back in Lubbock, and so I was alone here in Houston. And uh, went to the open practice. It was pretty cool. How has your week been since the last time we did the show? Uh, it was, you know, it's been full of driving and getting, moving back into my apartment and stuff like that and working. So nothing too horribly exciting, but mm. can't complain. Sounds exhilarating. Yes. That's a perfect word. Um, anyway, today we're going to do uh, news and notes as usual. We're going to be talking about our fallen sons. Pretty much what that means players that we we had that sons episode we had two of them we had part one part two go back and listen to them if you haven't yeah where we talked about our sons in the xfl and we want to talk about because some of them aren't on rosters anymore yes unfortunately. And so they are fallen sons so we want to talk about those guys um and then as i said we're gonna do open practice discussion anyway make sure you guys head over to our twitter follow us there i was posting i was live tweeting the open practice if there's more open practices i'm gonna do that again so make sure you guys follow us on twitter at xfl extra point Send us a DM there. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show. You know what? I didn't check to see if we had anything uh, sent on the email. So I'm going to do that right now. You ready? All let's right. See. I bet you that we don't. Let's see. I'm going to bet we don't have anything. Probably. But let's see. Clicking it now. Oh. Opening it. Oh. Oh. Oh? Well, this is work-related. Oh. Um, But not something, but interesting, but not something we're talking about on the show, so... uh. When was this sent? This was sent a while ago. I haven't checked this email. Like, <laughs> anyway. I'm glad I've been plugging it every show. <laughs> well, I didn't think anyone sent it to us, yeah, honestly. that's fine. But we got something else that's not a question for the show. All right. But anyway, so make sure you guys send us there, and I'll actually check it, unlike I have been doing. But it was okay. <laughs> so anyway, let's go on to our news and notes. And here's the drop. Bang. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! First story. So, last week, I think it was last week, we talked about uh, St. Louis Battlehawks OC Doug Meacham could be leaving for the TCU job, right? Yep. Well, I guess he left. I, don't, I still don't think it's been confirmed that he's doing the TCU job, though it might be. But that's not important to this story. Mm-hmm. They have promoted their running back coach, uh, Chuck Long, to be their new OC. So he was a former quarterback, and he's a college football Hall of Famer, and so he's taking Doug Meacham's place as the OC, uh, and I think he had you know, he had a storied career as a player, um, and then he spent several seasons with different schools being, you know, position coach, OC, head coach with San Diego State represent. Um, I think his biggest claim to fame would be that Oklahoma QB uh, coach, 
position. He had good quarterbacks in the early 2000s. Yes. With like Oklahoma. Heisman winner um, Jason White. So. For one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, so he he bringing with him you know the spread the air raid and it was already what they were going to be running under Doug Meacham. He's an air raid quarter or OC as well. So <coughs> not not too much changing there. You know. Yes. Bringing in the same kind of scheme. It's not like they're going to transition to something completely different here. So not going to be a huge shift. Uh, replacing him as the running backs coach will now be Reggie Davis, who was uh, previously the running back coach with UNLV, Oregon State, Nebraska. So as we said, we said this probably wasn't going to be a big problem if Doug Meacham actually was leaving. Turns out he left, and it doesn't seem to be a big problem. They're running the same scheme. they got a guy who's just as qualified to do it, I think. Yes, I think so. that... Not that I really am too familiar with either coach, but I don't think that they'll experience any kind of drop-off or anything like that. No. And, I mean, he was already, as we said, he was never going to promote from within. Yeah. Probably, and that's what they did. And that makes things a lot easier than having to bring in someone. It wasn't a big search. Um, I don't know if Reggie Davis was already, who's the new running backs coach to replace Chuck Long. I don't know if he was already on the team, but it doesn't matter too much. Yeah. He has been a running backs coach before. Um, so, I think they'll be fine, but it is an update to our story we had last week, so. Yes. Interesting, interesting. Continuity. Hopefully no more coaches leave. Yes. What? Continuity. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to our next stories. That was just sort of an update from a story from last week. Here's a story I think is kind of big, right? Yes. So, as soon as the league was announced, the XFL, they began clamoring for, you know, XFL fantasy leagues, right? That's super interesting. Everyone loves fantasy. Lots of people love fantasy. Not everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've already seen people do rankings, people talking about it. And finally, we got some kind of legitimate announcement about fantasy realm with the XFL. And it's coming in the form of daily fantasy because DraftKings has announced they will offer daily fantasy football contests to all XFL fans throughout the course of the year. Um, you know, sports betting, daily fantasy has really taken over at least the NFL, but it's taken over NBA. It's taken over all sports, really, in like the last few years. And so it's no surprise the DraftKings wants to get in on the XFL. Yep. New league, just more money to make there, I'm sure. Um, and how we heard this announcement was uh, on Twitter. The The official DraftKings account responded to at Cozy4041 <laughs> that they would be having the contest this season, that those contests are starting on February 8th. That's when the season starts. So assuming you can go on DraftKings bet right away on those games in terms of fantasy football, daily fantasy. Um, on the other front, you know, the XFL had announced like a while ago that they were working towards getting, you know, a season-long platform in place. They wanted to do fantasy. They had like some Q&A with Oliver Luck, and he was like, hey, I, I, we want to do fantasy. We're interested in fantasy. So I think there will be a strong fantasy community. I know there's already podcasts for it. I know that I'm trying to get us into a podcaster's league. I would be big down. So we Did you say we'll get dick down or we're going to dick down? No, I said I would be big down. Oh, I thought you said we're going to get dick down. No, I, no, I will not. You Maybe. Wait, wait are we going to have our own teams? We're or? doing it together. Together? No, oh, it then, a show. oh, gravy. Gravy. Yeah, we got this. Yes. Um, but anyway, super interested. I want to do fantasy. We're, we're big. We love fantasy football. We I love and it. hate it. Yeah, well, yeah. We love playing it, but we hate how much we get fucked by it. Yes. Like, we should win every year, but yes. we don't. Well, I should win every and year. I should win every <laughs> year. I think... Did you, have you won since we started playing together? Yeah, I won not this year, but the year prior. I know I won two in a row, and then I haven't been back in the playoffs since. Well, that was when we were in a league with, with people who weren't committed. Mm-hmm. So. And this year, we were committed? And more so than we have been. I feel like everyone set their lineup for the most part. No. No? Well, it was more than whatever, and nobody got mad at me over trades this year, so. <laughs> yeah, because no one was really trading. Yeah, I don't and I was acting as your liaison. I was telling people, hey, he's going to deny that if you try to do that, so don't. Well, <laughs> don't because. Do <laughs> I probably wouldn't but have anyway. denied it unless it was stupid. Well, no, they were stupid. Okay, well then, yeah. At one point, one of our guys was going to trade, like, McCaffrey for, like, Allen Robinson. Okay, well, yeah. I'm not, well, like, why would I? No, I'm not doing that. Like, actually, depending on who it was, they'd be like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it was actually Mitch who won the league. Oh. 
he was getting ready to get get rid of McCaffrey. And I was like, you can't do that. Thomas is not going to let that happen. Well, who is he trading McCaffrey to? Austin. Oh, it's the two people I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have let it happen. Friend, so. I would have let it happen. But, but anyway, as you can see, we like fantasy a lot, so we're going to be in on it. I like draft. I mean, I like doing daily fantasy. I don't think Thomas does. I don't, but right? I understand why people fantasy. like it. So it's not like I, I hate it. I never win it. anything. <laughs> That's what I mean. But, <laughs> That's why I don't but like. But like, it. it's still fun. Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, it's just daily fantasy. It's like it seems like it'd be so easy, mm-hmm. and then it's not. And then yeah, it's so tempting. Yeah. And I'm sure DraftKings can make a shit ton of money off of it because, like, everything, even if it's like a you know like a 25 cent entry. There's always like two hundred thousand people doing it. Yeah. So you're like, all right, well that's quick money right there, and you're only paying out such and such. You're not paying. You know, there's just a ton of money to be made there. So. Mm-hmm. Smart on DraftKings. I, I assume FanDuel will get in on this too. Are they not? I thought they're they're not, like the same thing. They're not technically. They're they are the same thing. Yeah, they're but they're not companies. the same. They're separate entities. Okay. They're both daily fantasies. Which one is which one is separate. bigger? Is FanDuel bigger? Or is DraftKings bigger? I would say they're pretty equal. Okay. Because I don't even, I know, um, I, when that first started happening. I, I, I think like, FanDuel yeah. is more, is gaining traction now. I think DraftKings was first. Okay. And then FanDuel has since kind of, I use FanDuel, I don't use DraftKings. Okay, when that first started, I was. It's I not did, as pretty. Yeah, I did one thing on DraftKings and I was like, wow, I lost and I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so that was like. Almost, because when did this start? When did daily fantasy start being a thing? Like, kind of, was it we were still in high school or was it? A... We were still in high school, okay. yeah. Because I remember I couldn't do it because I wasn't 18. Oh, well, I did it when so, I wasn't 18, so whatever. Well, yeah. I lied. Anyway, the FBI is coming for you. That's now. right. Well. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Super good. Super good. This, to me, means that there's going to be season-long fantasy as well in some form. I know there's, like, a website that's kind of unofficial. It's called, like, Alt Fantasy or something like that. Uh-huh. Which, for sure, will be doing it. Yep. But I'd like to see an official channel, an official like platform to be doing this on. And it could be ESPN, because they're so connected. Hopefully it's not ESPN. So, we'll see. Hopefully it's not but exclusively anyway, ESPN. Because their fantasy website mean? You think sucks. Like, Yahoo Which one do we play Yahoo. on? Do we play Yahoo? Yahoo is the best. ESPN's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's better than NFL.com. I don't, I don't see your issues. It's better it. than it's NFL.com. It's not as good as Yahoo, I'll give you that, but I don't see the NFL.com is by far the worst, but hmm. ESPN is the middle ground, but Yahoo is far superior, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Shout out, fair Yahoo enough. Fantasy Football. <laughs> but all right, so hopefully we'll see that. Anyway, let's move on. Third story. Third and final. Big story. It's kind of two stories in one story. Um Ooh. So, earlier this week, yes. it was this week, right? Uh, it was before our show, so it might have been Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was after our show. Yeah, yeah, it might yeah, have been Monday. yeah. Monday or Tuesday, sad, sad injury. Probably the biggest name in, like, the centerpiece of the XFL went down with injury, and that was Landry Jones, quarterback for the Dallas Renegades. Yes. Had a knee injury. Not super severe, okay? Mm-hmm. He's gonna. The, the latest projection they have him out for is like week three. Yep. Of the season. Yep. Which, you know, it's not it's not career ending or anything, but you know, he won't be there for the first two three games maybe. So they needed depth. The only other quarterback they had on their roster was Philip Nelson. Yeah. And so they went out and they signed Eric Dungy, who many people know as Tony Dungy's son. Yes. Right. And he played in the NFL. He was undrafted in 2019, but he was on a lot of practice squads. He's pretty good in preseason. I remember watching him. He was on the Chiefs initially, if I remember correctly. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. I think so. Yes. I watched him in preseason. I think it was on the Chiefs. And I was like, this guy's pretty good. So I think he has a lot of potential. So the Renegades went out and signed him, added depth. He played four seasons at Syracuse, went undrafted. Um, At Syracuse, he threw... 9,340 yards, 58 touchdowns for his career there. Yeah. I think just a ton of potential. I'm, I was surprised that he wasn't, like, one of the Tier 1 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Jordan Tamu can be one of the Tier 1 quarterbacks. Yeah. We still don't really know, like, how... I mean, no, we do know, actually. It was all the coaches put their, like, names in a list or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe They, they wrote just... down, like, a list of 10 or something like that. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, the... They... the like 13th on the list or something 
Yeah, I th- I'm surprised because some of the guys, you know, I don't want to talk shit, but Aaron Eric Dungey to me is a bigger name than some of the guys. Like, I, some of the guys I haven't heard of. Yeah. Like, Aaron Murray made sense. Yeah. Matt McGloin, Landry Jones. Connor Cook made sense to me as a first guy, but he didn't, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a tier one. Yeah. He was drafted. Uh, I think Jordan Tamu was a surprise. Uh, yeah, to me, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we've gone over Jordan Tamu, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like a surprise. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and so if, if Jordan Tamu got in there, I just figured Eric Dungy would. Eric Dungy was a name that was getting thrown around a lot before they announced those quarterbacks as one of the guys who could be a Tier 1 guy. Yeah. Um. I don't see him starting over Landry Jones, right? Probably not. Uh, when he's no. in, while he's gone, sure, he's probably going to start over Philip Nelson. Mm-hmm. Philip Nelson's fine, but like he's not exceptional. Yeah. And I think at this level, Eric Dungy can be really good. Yes. He showed a lot of flashes in the preseason from what I saw, and he showed a lot at Syracuse. So I think Eric Dungy could very well maybe be traded after Landry Jones comes back or something along those lines. To a team that's more quarterback needy, because mm-hmm. I don't think I think Landry Jones is going to be one of the better quarterbacks. Yeah, I think after the first couple of weeks of the XFL, I think there's going to be a lot of transactions within the league as teams kind of figure out what works and what doesn't, and who plays well mm-hmm. together. I mean, they have practiced, so they do have some grasp, but also at the same mm-hmm. time, you don't know really until you play in a game and see what's up. So. I do, you know, this is sort of spoiling our discussion later uh-huh. a little bit. Ooh. From watching that practice. Yes. To me, the Vipers seem somewhat of a quarterback needy team. Is that right? They weren't. I wasn't super impressed by what I saw. So I think maybe they're a suitor for Eric Dungy if Aaron Murray doesn't work out. Eric Murray. Eric Murray. Aaron Murray <laughs> is definitely the best at all those quarterbacks I saw them. But yes. I, I, don't, I don't know if they wouldn't be better with Eric Dungy. Yeah. Um. Do you have any pre-existing knowledge of Eric Dungy? Uh, He played at Syracuse in a spread offense. Uh, He was on the Mm -hmm. Browns preseason roster slash practice squad for like a week. Um, Yeah, he was, you're right. But he's got the NFL build. He's like 6'4", 220, I think. So he's, you know, he's got what NFL scouts love, which is height and size. Uh, Spread offense, he can throw it deep, he can kind of do whatever the field. He's okay in accuracy, um, and he can move a little bit. Uh, right. But, I mean, it's just, he's a developmental prospect, but he's familiar with the spread-type offense, that's what he does in college, and he did have some NFL interest at a time, so I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right, too. He's probably, he might be one of those guys I throw if we were doing our one-and-done do- one show again. One-and-done, Yes. One and done show again. <laughs> yeah. Eric Dungy would have been on there if he was in the league at this time. Yeah. Probably. Maybe, probably. Just because he's not... He's young. He's young. Uh, I don't think he's going to uproot Landry Jones, especially with Bob Stoops as his coach. Um, yeah, that's so, true. You know, either, yeah, I agree with that. So, anyway, Eric Dungy, good signing. He, he, there was there was some worries for me, right? Because <laughs> I've been saying... Dallas Renegades, that's the team to beat in the XFL. That seems like that's going to be the best team. They got a good ass defense, got a lot of weapons, they got a scheme that everyone's familiar with. They got a quarterback who's familiar with the coach, with the scheme, with the wide receivers. That's a team to beat. And so then they lose Landry Jones, and you're like, oh, well, shit. Eric Dungy is a good fill in. Hopefully they win those games with him and then bring Landry Jones back. And then he can step up again, do what they were supposed to do still my favorite to win it all. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think they have the strongest shot just from personnel and coaching staff and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. I just, I mean, I just don't see, there's no other team in the league that's that's, that's nearly as complete as them. Mm-hmm. And so, I think once Landry Jones come back, this, the fear was Landry Jones being gone, but yeah, no, there shouldn't be any problems. Eric Dungy, will fill in nicely yeah but anyway that's our news and notes right so let's get into our next segment and thomas um procured procured a little drop for this i did for our fallen son so shout out chris wadman's dad and everybody thank you and this is still my boy (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway 
uh, first son for me that is no longer on the roster. Kind of a weird one because it's Sterling Moore, mm-hmm. and he was one of my sons. I everyone knows him from the, the Broncos mistake, uh, but it was kind of a weird one for me because I don't. It's not that he. There was no kind of news about it, right? Yeah. Like my other guy, I'm going to mention, he was in a transaction report. This guy. I'm not sure if he's 100% gone. I'm not sure if Sterling Moore is 100% gone. It's just when you go on the XFL website, he's not on there. He's not listed. Sterling Moore is not listed anywhere mm-hmm. on anything. He's still listed on Wikipedia, but that's not reliable. Yeah. But on the actual XFL website, there's no Sterling Moore. Maybe it's just he's older, right? Yeah. He was, what, 29? Um, maybe he just doesn't want to play anymore? Yeah. I mean, he's like, eh, I don't want to play anymore. Could it also be a situation where. Like, he never really reported? That could also be a thing. Yes. He never really reported. Because he... Did he got drafted? Did he get drafted, or was he a supplemental draft guy? I think he might have got drafted. So, yeah, he was draft. He was stir- He was was selected during the fourth phase. Yeah, so. okay. So he was in that initial draft, and then there was a long time before training camp actually started. So Yeah. And that entire time, something could have happened. Yes. Uh, I didn't re- I didn't remember seeing anything that said he didn't report. I don't remember. <coughs> I didn't see any of that. I tried to look up all of that. But he just wasn't listed, and I haven't seen any kind of news about him. So I guess my assumption now is that he's just not playing. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to play. He was like, eh, I'm older. I probably made some money. Don't really need to do this. Probably won't go back to the NFL either. Yeah. So maybe he's just done with football. That could be the case, but that is my first fallen son. All right. Sterling Moore. My second one is a guy I like a lot, a true son. That's Demarcus Ayers. Uh, for the Guardians, mm-hmm. wide receiver, uh, went to U of H, guy who played with the Steelers. Um, I thought he would stick around. Yeah. He was pretty talented. This one is But he very actually surprising. showed up in the transaction. This one's very surprising. What? <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> cough, cough. Here we go. Sorry. This one is very surprising to me as well. So. Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Ayers, he, he has a lot of talent. I thought he was one of the more talented guys on that Guardians team. Yes, they have um, D'Angelo Yancey, but different. Marcus Ayer is a different kind of player. Yeah, like not in terms of like he's, he's a different kind of player, man. He's a step above. <laughs> it's just no, a different. Like, actually, he, he would fill a different role. He plays different. Yeah, <laughs> and so maybe they just had someone who was better to fill the role that they didn't want him to be. He's short and he's fast. Um, not like a big catch guy. He's just short and fast yep. and good route runner. So maybe they just had someone better who could fill that role, but. Would I be surprised if he got picked up by another team? Not necessarily. I would. I wouldn't be too surprised if he, you know, even gets some NFL practice squad offers. Yeah. I mean, I could see him. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. So the fact that because this happened a little while ago, the fact that we haven't seen another team try and get him perhaps means that no other team wants him. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're feeling sad. I mean, you do got to remember that they have to cut their roster down to 50. And as opposed to... That's what I read. It's, it's like 50. Fi- yeah. And they started with 70. Yeah, so... <sighs> so some people are going to get cut. Um, haven't seen any teams make moves to get him. Maybe he'll go back to the NFL, do a practice squad. But mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was going to succeed. Yeah. In the XFL. I'm going to be real. And so. he, he may still. Like, he may, like we said during the season, there might be more transactions in the middle of the well... Need receiver. Someone gets hurt. So, a mid-season signing is definitely possible too. Yeah. Uh, but hope for the best for Demarcus Ayers, a true son, uh, a true fallen son. So I, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. All right. What about what about your? I see your first one, and it makes me very sad. Yes. All right, so who's your, uh, who's kind your of, first fallen son? Kind of our shared son, due to his mm-hmm. name, is Justin mm-hmm. Thomas. Justin Thomas, no. Yes. You were son of the show. You were official XFL player of the set of the show. Yes. Uh, he is one of my favorite types of players, which is a converted quarterback um, mm-hmm. uh, to wide receiver. So, unfortunately, uh, he was cut by the D.C. defenders. Uh, right. And I couldn't find really, like, a, an explanation, which I'm not expecting there to be. But I there assume be, yeah. it's because he just... You know, he's not a natural receiver, and they're like, nah, we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like there's a ton of receiving talent exactly. available. Yes. There's just a ton. I mean, I'm seeing highlights, and even when I went to that training camp, 
I don't want. I keep spoiling it, so I need to hold it back. <laughs> but receivers are good right now. The receivers are really good, mm-hmm. and there, I think there's a shit ton of receiving talent. You'll see all these guys, except Sterling Moore, which I think was a special case. All these guys are receivers. Yeah, they got cut. So anyway, Justin Thomas. Sad to see him go. Yes, it's uh, a, a wonderful name. It is a wonderful name. It's a portmanteau of mm-hmm. our names. That's a good word, by the way. It is also a good word. I didn't know what it meant, but I rolled with it. Yes. It, well, context clues. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, my next fallen son is Quentin Patton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. this one is actually a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Quentin Patton was for the St. Louis Battlehawks. He was a receiver. He, was, he had NFL experience. Uh, he's good at football. Um, right. So, kind of expected yeah, him I'm, to stick. I'm remembering who he is now. Yeah, kind of expected him to stick, yeah. uh, at least with the Battle Hawks, and maybe even get another XF, or NFL shot later down the road. But apparently, uh, he, according to a tweet put out uh, by Quentin Penn, actually, so not really sure if this is factual, as there's no other like source for this. Um, but he was cut apparently because he was bullying a younger wide receiver. Uh, Didn't he tweet something to that effect too? That's what I'm saying. That's the Quinn Patton oh. tweet. Yes. So yes. that's what I'm saying. Whether or not that's actually factual or not. Um, yeah, he wasn't one of those people in the transaction. No. He was just. Yeah, he was just cut. He like said it himself. He was like, "Hey, I'm no longer there." So. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird. Um, especially because it kind of makes you wonder if that is true, like how bad it was because this is football. Uh, it's not, it's not a sport for, you know, people who kind of can't take trash talk, but if it was more than that, like if it was a, uh, Richie Incognito, Jonathan Taylor situation at, uh, that was at the Dolphins a while ago, then yeah, you can probably cut him. Um, just because you don't really need that, especially uh, in the formative years of your team. Uh, I'm sure the XFL has like, hey, if you're, you know, if you have any players that are kind of going to be turds or look like they're going to be turds, like you got to cut them loose because mm-hmm. they they already didn't. Isn't there? Don't they have a rule where it's like if you have a DUI, you can't play in the XFL yeah, or something? Yeah, like, it's have, if you have any criminal. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they're already kind of going down that path where they want it to be squeaky clean. Um, right, yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, Quentin Patton, I mean, here's the thing with him. He's older. Uh-huh. He's 29. Mm-hmm. So, will he get another shot in the NFL? Mm. Uh, I mean... I mean that's, an, that's an older guy. Yeah. I mean, I know he was something... He wasn't awful in No, I mean, he could... I'm not saying he could be, like, a starter, but he could definitely... If, like, a team... If they need someone to fill out their depth chart at wide receiver, like a team like the Cardinals... Or something who have Larry Fitzgerald and then oh god kid from A and M whose name escapes me but he's really Christian Kirk and Christian Kirk. yeah players here and there but maybe they need another veteran presence or something or just just a body to fill out the roster uh, he'd be that kind of guy because um, he he is still good I mean he's a good route runner he's solid uh, but yeah so just a little weird cause... yeah his thing is another weird one I'd say most of these were weird except. Uh... Was was Justin was Justin Thomas like on a transaction report that he was gone? I, I think he was just released. Okay, but yeah. So Demarcus Ayers was one that showed up on there because you know the XFL created that transaction page. He was someone that showed up as waived. Yeah. But all these other guys were talking. Sterling Moore just disappeared. Quinn Patton just never showed up, and then we figured out why he showed up. Mm-hmm. According to him, is because the coach thought he was bullying people. Yeah. And so he just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Justin and, Thomas was just released. I mean, I'm not gonna try. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna try to. Uh, you know, I don't want to shit on the dude. I don't know the full story. Sometimes things get blown out of proportion. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know what's going on. Plus, that might not be true. He he might not have been good enough. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he might just be making stuff up. Not saying he is doing that, <laughs> but like we we have no other way of confirming this. Yeah, so, we just I mean, have to go off what he says. So yeah, I mean, I guess why would you why would you be like yeah I got I got cut because I was bullying a dude. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to say that? I'm, I'm st- <laughs> dumber things have happened. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway. So so sad that so soon into making our sun show, we've already lost four sons. I think Quinn Patton, I think that was literally revealed like days after that episode. So that was fantastic. Yeah, it was. 
Um, I feel like that'll go on. Uh, that we'll find things about players that we're like, we love this guy because we don't really know him. Yeah. We just know how he plays. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, for example, I won't name the player because people can figure this out by themselves. But mm-hmm. I had a player who I was considering my son. And then it turned out that he filmed himself uh, having sex with girls in college without their permission, which is like, dog, the fuck. Oh. So I was like, no, yeah. not, no, you, you are not my son any longer. So, yeah, unfortunate. So, uh, hopefully that stuff, hopefully, you know, no, we don't know that stuff. Uh-huh. If you're like, if we like, we're like, oh, we really like this player. And then you're like, hey, dude, this dude is racist as shit. I'd be like, I didn't know that. Yeah. We don't. Now that not, I know that, not one of my favorite players. We're not supporting <laughs> racism, or <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't know that stuff. We're, we're not, not down with the we're racism. We're not looking that deeply into it. <laughs> like watching tape, especially me. Staff, especially me. I play. I am almost yeah. completely blind to off field unless it's highly publicized because I just look at tape. Right. I think you're way better about mm-hmm. looking at the off field stuff than I do. I am. A lot more research. Yeah. On their story. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. So hopefully not that that's it for our fallen sons. Hopefully some of our sons get back in that have fallen. They stand back up. And then hopefully we don't lose anymore. Cuz we want people to root for in the XFL. We want players we want we have connections to. Yeah. So sad to see him go. But anyway, that's that for that that's that's it for that segment. Let's move on to I think the biggest chunk probably. We'll see how this goes. Uh let's talk about the open practice I went to yesterday. So, let's do it. Um, cool as shit. Cool as shit. With that. Have you been to an NFL training camp, Thomas? Uh, yes, I have. I'd say this was very similar. Okay. Almost to a larger scale, too, which is weird. Um, so as far as like turnout, right? As many people showed up. Um, I would say it was pretty equivalent to what you'd see at a. NFL training camp. Like I, I've heard, I've seen some people saying like, "Hey, why was there like not a turnout?" And you see some shots of like the stands and they're empty. Mm-hmm. But think about this: the training camp I've been to one. I've been to a Houston Texans training camp, and they're done on like practice fields, like actual practice fields. Yes. Right. This was done inside TDECU. This is where they hold the games. Pretty big venue. There's a lot of seats. Yeah. Maybe maybe like 150, 200 people showed up. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, and that's not that's not going to fill up seats. Yeah, in in a seventy thousand or what is it like thirty five thousand person stadium, whatever it is. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look like no one's there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it, for what it was like, they weren't just like like I've been to training the Houston Texans training camp was literally just some bleachers sitting next to a like it looked like a practice field. Yeah, and so it looks like it, all the bleachers are full. There's hella people. Yeah, this was more. Like the actual stadium, so in the pictures it can be deceiving that it looks like the stands are empty. And keep in mind, only one of them was open, as far as I know, was that Vipers and Roughnecks one. So if you're seeing pictures from the Battle Hawks, and there was other joint practices, but if you're seeing pictures, no one's in, no one's allowed to go to those. So of course they're going to be empty. Yeah, you know. So there there was plenty of people. You'll see in the vlog, I, I recorded people walking around and stuff. Like you'll see, there's plenty of people. And so don't be worrying about that. Yes. Next thing, all right, was the access that they gave us. So I came in, They when, when I, I had to RSVP for this thing. Yes. And it asked if I was a season ticket holder. And I'm not because I don't know my schedule. I might be working. <laughs> don't want to get committed to a game I can't go to. All right. So that's why I didn't get the season ticket. And it asked whether I was going to, uh, whether I had one. I said no. And I thought that was going to fuck me because I was like, ah. Everyone else is going to get a lot more access than I get because they're season ticket holders. They'll get to go on the field and do stuff. Well, that, I'm not sure if there was more special privileges for being a season ticket holder. Maybe they just thought you were. <laughs> what? No, keep going. Sorry. Okay. What I do know mm-hmm. is that when I came in and they looked at my name on the list, they're like, okay, here's this band. They gave me this yellow band. They're like, this lets you on the field. I was thinking, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know, I don't know why. Because I feel like I saw some other people who didn't get the band. So I don't know why I got the band. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> they, they thought they were a season ticket holder next to it. Yeah, we gained the system. Because there was definitely people who weren't going on the on the field. But I got the band, so they let me go on the field, and I was really close to the players. You were. Um, you were on the sideline. 
I was literally on the sideline mm. uh, at one point in this little sideline area that they let us stand. It was only it wasn't a ton of. It's like we couldn't walk up and down the sideline. Yeah, it was like a corner you carved were, out, you were corralled into an area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of our luck showed up. Just out of walked the down into that little area and was talking to people, shaking people's hand, kissing babies, shaking <laughs> hands, taking pictures. You know that kind of shit. Doing podcast he wasn't intros. Actually kissing, doing podcast intros. <laughs> That was so nervous. That was so nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> he's talking to all these, like, official-ass people. And then I was like, oh, okay, I got to ask him. I, like, this is, this is my only shot to get this, all right? Uh-huh. So he walks over. And he probably, I, and I have to thank the person. I don't know the person's name. Next to me was like, Oliver, come over here. I want to take a picture with you. So Oliver walks over, gets a picture with him. And I go, oh, Mr. Luck, uh... I, I run a podcast. Is there any way you could do an intro for us? And he was like, he turned around to his little liaison guy and was like, can I do that? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I got to ask that guy if I can do everything, but it's okay. And then I gave him my phone. He recorded it. Super nice about it. Very nice voice uh, for it, too. If, if he did it well, if he had to do it again. I was like, no, it's perfect. Oh, beautiful. Like, it was great. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Fantastic dude. Shaking everyone's hands, talking to everyone, even people just working on the sidelines. He was talking to them. This seems like a super du- good dude. Man of the people. Also learned something that I didn't know. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was Andrew Luck's dad. Yeah, I don't know how you didn't know that. I I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. That's probably something that's been said a shit ton. Yes. <laughs> I didn't get it. And as much as I'm on the XFL Twitter, mm-hmm. maybe I just missed the boat. And everyone was like, "Ah, oh, that's just news everyone knows." Yeah. I mean, kind of. No point in talking about. It. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that until literally. I was just like looking it up, and then it was like Andrew Luck's father says he will never play in the NFL again. And I was like, huh? And I looked, and it was Oliver Luck. I was like, oh shit! So double whammy. Met the XFL commissioner. Met Andrew Luck's dad. So that's cool. Uh, any anything so far? Any thoughts so far, Thomas? On what I'm saying? Uh, so when so you were corralled into you said like a little corner. So was it everybody on one side of the practice field? Yes. Okay, and it was was it like? Right, what you mean, like the the fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that were on the field. Yeah, the fans were all well. Okay, so there were stands. You know, it's TDCU. There's stands all around. Yes. And then there's like little gates. Yes. That, there was one little gate they'd open, and there was like the ropes, and we could walk down. And then that was the side where the roughnecks were warming up. Mm-hmm. And then once they actually started the practice, they were moving everywhere, doing different things. So like what we were closest to was like at the beginning was like. Uh, them running routes, you know, quarterbacks running routes and throwing it. Um, and then once it broke up, it split into just three different sections, the D linemen, the, they were running seven on seven. So then it was all, and so at that point I was like, ah, I'm done being down here because I can't see anything else. I can only see what's right in front of me. I need to go get different stuff. Yeah. So that's when I went back up in the stands. Okay. Took video of the D linemen, the O linemen going against each other, and then the seven on seven, so. Okay. And was it yeah. like the Vipers had, because it was Vipers and the Roughnecks, correct? Yeah, so the Vipers and Roughnecks. So was it like the Vipers had from the 50 that way and the Roughnecks had from the 50 that way, or was it... No, it was, they were all practicing together. It was joint the whole time? Okay. Like on everything. Okay, okay, cool. So like, it was like, if they were running on 7-on-7, seven seven, it was the defense with the Vipers, the offense with the Roughnecks. They'd go for a little while, then they'd switch. And it was like a different quarterback each time, different set of wide receivers. And they'd switch, and it was the same for the, it was the same for everything. I can't remember now. What was on because it was split into thirds. I forget what was. It must have been special teams in the other third. It was. They were they were doing punts. So on on the fifty, going toward the, to the right. Actually, I can't say that. I don't know how to say that. But on one fifty was punts and punt returns. In the on a twenty five was seven on seven. And then uh, and then and the like in the end zone was the offensive lineman. It was actually more like 45 yards for the 7-on-7. Seven seven. And then the end zone was the D-lineman and the O-lineman hitting the shit out of each other. Lineman land. We're doing. both familiar with that. Yeah. Yes. So it was just that. Yes. And it was just all of them going against each other. Uh, interesting thing is we got to, I got to see a lot of the new rules. And I think the, the tweet, I have, we have a tweet that's kind of blowing up a little bit for our standards, getting a lot of likes and retweets, was I took a bunch of good shots and the one I posted on Twitter isn't even a good shot, but it's still fascinating, of the new kickoff. And I rem- so when they announced this, I was like, okay. And then when they showed the little graphic of it is when I really started to voice my concerns about it. Yeah. 
and may have ruffled a few feathers doing so. Yes. That I was like, if there's any rule I don't like in the XFL, it's that the kickoffs. Yeah. Because I felt like it was just going to be a shit ton of kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah. Like the fact that they had to wait for the guy to catch the ball mm-hmm. before he they could start going after him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so easy for just a little hole to open up. This dude's going full speed, and you're not, and he just runs right by you. Yep. Well, that's probably what they want. <laughs> but it really wasn't like that. No? Hmm. Surprisingly. So what, 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 what actually happened is because I think the way to best describe it. So you're familiar with the rule, Tom. Yes. So I hope everyone listening to you. Yes, yes, yes. Kickers all the way back on the other 30. Everyone's lined up. A shit ton of people on one side of the 35. A shit ton of people on the other side of 35. Kick returner's back behind that, close to his end zone. Mm-hmm. Ball gets kicked. As soon as he touches it, everyone can start running at him. Or as soon as it's long, as long as it, as soon as it's been on the ground for three seconds, is when everyone can start coming after him too. Yep. So if he just leaves it on the ground, so um, what ends up happening is because it's like such a solid line of people. There's not really gaps. It's like if you had perfect. Um, lane integrity when on kickoffs you know how you're supposed to like everyone's supposed to create a wall go at the same speed like you're supposed to have not get out of your lane so that you don't leave a giant gap open for the kick return to run through correct not a problem here because it's just a fucking fat line of everyone going (laughs) the same speed okay so it's literally just a wall of people yeah and what i tended to see happen was either just run to the wall and just be down or they would try to go outside but there was just no space Mm -hmm. and they would just be forced out at like the 30. Okay. So it really was, I was, I didn't see any kickoff returns for touchdowns. If you did, it would have to be like you broke a shit ton of tackles. <laughs> I like see. That'd it. be the only way I think you could do it. So I think that made my fears go away. Yeah. Um, what I do think we're not going to see a shit ton of, and we don't really see it in the NFL anyway, is any kind of botched kick returns. Yeah. Because you have so much time to like, you know, after you drop the ball, pick it up again. Yeah, like, even the wait. one I posted on Twitter, the guy dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. But you could just pick it up again and keep running because it's not like anyone was near him. Yeah. It's not like the ball, the hang time matters or anything. You can't strategically. And I guess another question, that means there's no squib kicks, huh? Yep. So that takes that out of the game. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see that. Uh, what other rules? Did I, I didn't see any of the forward lateral stuff happen. Yeah, which that's I think that's going to be the most interesting one, so... Yeah, I didn't see any game planning. and I thought the Vipers were a team that was going to rely heavily on that because they had a shit ton of guys who could also throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And they had it seemed like they were grabbing a bunch of weird, dynamic, versatile players to do weird shit. Yeah. Didn't see any of that. Maybe they just don't want to show it during their joint practice. Yeah. Which could, could very well Entirely be a thing. Possible. But it just looked like very, very standard West Coast offense. Like, hey, we're just running slants. <laughs> We're just running short routes, mm-hmm. and we're just dumping it off to our running back a lot. And it, it was all short stuff for the Vipers. Yep. But with the Roughnecks, they were doing some crazy shit. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> they were running literally like streaks on every Really? <laughs> just go. And Connor Cook was throwing dimes. Yeah. All three. They had three quarterbacks. Surprisingly, Philip Walker, who I thought was going to start, I only saw him in the seven on seven. I think twice compared to like Connor Cooks, like eight times. Well, that's why he got drafted, I suppose. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe it's you don't want to injure Philip. I don't know. Maybe it's a but smoke screen. Connor Cook was balling. Like he was throwing dimes down the field. I'm, he'd hit three forty-yard completions in stride in a row. Yeah, I was like. It was really good. I was, it was very impressive. Everyone was cheering because it was a bunch of Roughnecks fans there, right? Yeah. So everyone was going wild. There was one, like, diving catch. It was so cool. I'm going to put that in the blog. It's going to be really cool. It was one of the coolest plays I saw. But they were – Connor Cook was throwing a good ball. Philip Walker threw a real, one really good ball, and the wide receiver dropped it. Mm. But it was really, really good. Yeah. Probably better than Connor Cook's ball. But it was the only deep one I saw him throw. Yeah. But it was really good. And then they had a third guy who was number four, and I got a shit ton of pictures of him. I don't know his name. Let me figure. He's number four on the Roughnecks, right? So let me look up. What's his name? Any comments so far while I look up this guy's name? Uh, yeah. I think the short game that the Vipers have, I think that's playing to what Aaron Murray 
did in college and I think are his strengths. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, that's also what Mark Trestman likes. So again, that doesn't really surprise me. Uh, like you said, maybe they're just right. keeping it simple for uh, the training camps right now. And they'll kind of get into the more complicated stuff as they get closer to the season. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So A lot of passes for their running back with the Vipers. That's what I saw. Yes. Um, and Aaron Murray... So whereas the other one when the Roughnecks like Philip Walker and so the guy's name is Marcus McDade. Yes. Who's the other guy? So there's three quarterbacks. They were all slinging it. They were all doing really good. I thought Connor Cook did probably did the best out of all three of them. Yeah. But they were all slinging it and they were all good. The Vipers on the other hand, Aaron Murray was the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um they have this one guy who I who I didn't even know, but he's like a tiny short dude. He's a tiny dude. Yeah. He does not look like a football player to me, whoever they had to play at quarterback. He seemed to be their second-string quarterback. For the Vipers? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was he was not as good as Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray wasn't great, like, fantastic either. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of his stuff was on point. I mean, it, it went where it needed to go, but it wasn't anything, like, impressive. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like Philip Walker and Connor Cook that were... Philip Walker's ball compared to... Like, Connor Cook hit all of them, mm-hmm. but Philip Walker's ball was perfect tight spiral and like it was in the perfect spot connor's cook connor cooks would kind of wobble a little bit sometimes and it was just maybe they wouldn't have been caught if the coverage was tighter uh-huh. but like so the roughnecks wide receivers were burning them yeah the small one you're talking about is quentin flowers who was my son so back up oh okay that, that was him i thought he played running back <laughs> he, well he's listed as quarterback slash running back so he's probably i mean he, he probably won't play quarterback really but he wasn't great. I, yeah, I was. I didn't know who that was, <laughs> but okay. Um, yeah. So, Sammy Coates was making plays. Yeah. So that's good. I got a couple shots of him. He's the one who made the diving catch. Mm-hmm. That was really good. That got everyone on their feet and cheering. Uh-huh. So, that was fantastic. It was super fun to see the seven on seven stuff. That was my favorite part. Um, and as I said, you know, we saw the Roughnecks just kept beating them deep. Yep. Like every quarterback was having success deep. So it has me thinking, um, either the Vipers' DBs are not very good, mm-hmm. or the Roughnecks' wide receivers are really good. Yes. You know? Because the Roughnecks were absolutely destroying them mm-hmm. compared to what the, the Vipers were hitting. You know, they were getting completions, but they were for like two, three yards. Yeah, nothing. Like it was a lot of dump-offs to the running back. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I, it might be... It's harder, it's easier to get rusty or, like, forget your technique a little bit at DB than it is at wide receiver. Yeah. It's probably harder to play DB than it is to play wide receiver. I agree. So, maybe it's just these guys need a little more time to warm up, get back into it before, you know, as com- compared to these guys were mostly running streaks. It was just like, run by this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, there was one, I wish... I wish I knew, uh, like, the players' numbers to their names. Yeah. But they don't have their names on the backs of jerseys or anything. But there was one Vipers receiver, and I have the video of it. And so when I put it up in the vlog, Mm -hmm. make sure you tell me who it is. But he absolutely, he absolutely cooked one of the Roughnecks corners. (laughs) Like, he did, like, a Stephon Diggs-type, like, stutter step, and the dude just fell on his ass. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and everyone was cheering for that, and that was a Vipers player, and everyone was cheering for it. So it was really fun. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's worth talking about. Do you have any questions? Uh, so you said you watched some of the uh, D-line and O-line 1v1s a little right. earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. What was there, was there a team that kind of looked better during the 1v1s that you noticed, or was it kind of just whatever? Mm, I thought I saw the Roughnecks... O line doing better than the Vipers O line. Okay. Okay. Because the Roughnecks, what they were doing was like run blocking. Yeah. Wasn't pass pro. Yeah. So a little bit harder for me to tell. And the guy who was running the ball was another big ass O lineman. The sub running back was just another fat O lineman. Or might have been a D lineman actually. So it was some guy like number 98 was acting as running back and then they would just run, you know, like they pull a guard or something and then. I mean, it was. It's hard to tell because they're not going full speed, trying to hit the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like they are at the line, but like, 
you know, they're not trying to get to the running back really. So they didn't they didn't run any kind of eleven on eleven, which I was hoping they would do, like kind of maybe a scrimmage of some kind. Yeah. But um. Oh, another thing. Is it the Vipers? No, the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks punter. Questionable. Questionable. <laughs> how, how is that? So he has a leg and he can absolutely boot it mm-hmm. super far. Mm-hmm. But I'd say like every one out of every three is a shank. Really? <laughs> and it goes straight out of bounds. Let's see who he is. But when it's good, it goes super far. Oh, there was also a little fight. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that on the punt. So um, what was funny is the person who got in the fight who like started it. Mm-hmm. Their parents were standing behind them. <laughs> they like, oh no! And they're like, what are you doing? You're gonna get cut. Oh no! <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was weird, but uh, yeah, there was a little fight. I I didn't really have my camera at the ready to capture any of it, mm-hmm. but yeah, probably for the best because I have a suspicion the XFL would be like, take it down. Yeah, so, they might not like that. Probably for the best. Though I, though that might not be true because I saw the Vipers post something on Twitter mm-hmm. that was like, uh, that was like, catch up with all the fiery, um, or, or it was something like tempers were high in the, in the joint practice mm-hmm. today. Keep up with the and watch the, look at these pictures. I think they might have been talking about that fight. The fight. It was very aggressive. Everyone's being physical. <laughs> Everyone's physical. definitely being super physical. Oh, that's good. That's what you want. Yeah. Um, one guy I did see limp off the field, but it didn't look serious. So that's always good, and it didn't seem like anyone got injured. Okay. Were there any other players that stood out to you on either team that were like, whoa, 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 that we haven't mentioned? Because we have mentioned some, or you've mentioned some. The problem is, like, I didn't see Andre Williams. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to, we didn't get to see much of the running back, so there was no, they didn't do any, any it was all passing. There was no run. Okay. There was no practicing runs. Okay, and it wasn't like so. It wasn't like a full because you said it was like it was seven on seven, right? Yeah, like there wasn't like a full scrimmage versus each other, correct? Yeah, that's what I wish they would have done. Okay, and it it was only two hours, Mm -hmm. so and there was was there was no tackling, right? Um, or was there like no? Okay, it was wrap up. up, Okay, wrap up, blow whistle, let go. I got you. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) people did go down sometimes. Well, it happens, but yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're running full speed on coverage. Yeah. No one's laying um, the wood. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So it, it was. It's hard to tell. Um, the offense definitely has a big advantage. Yeah. There. I was more impressed by the Roughnecks wide receivers than I was any other unit. Yes. And the Roughnecks quarterbacks. Like I thought, all three of them were very good. And Connor Cook looked really good. Yes. So. Um, it was sad I didn't get to see Philip Walker a ton. Unfortunate. I was trying so hard because you know how much I love Philip Walker. Uh huh. I couldn't even get a good picture of him. His back was always to me. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by that. Also disappointed because who? Can you imagine who else I was looking out for in this practice time? Uh, we rough, think about the team. Roughnecks or Vipers? I'm not gonna tell you. <sighs> who do you think I was looking out for? That's either on the Roughnecks or the Vipers. Is um. The running back from San Diego State on either of those teams? No. no. Come on. What? You act like I know. This is my truest son. Your truest son. Jesus, Thomas. What? You're disappointing me here. <laughs> t- oh, Nick Truesdell. <laughs> Nick Truesdell. There you go. I, I was furiously scrolling through <laughs> so, the, the... Well, because I did the Roughnecks roster first, and no one jumped out. <laughs> no, okay. Nick Truesdell. Mm-hmm. So what I'll say about him... Because I didn't see him do anything. Nice. Did you see DeAndre Goolsby do anything? The other uh, white tight end. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> they kind of, you know, you, you kind of lose track. Like, Nick's Tru- Nick Truesdell stood out because he's six foot eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I knew which one he was. Yeah, right away. You know, that's that's that guy. <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, the Vipers passing game didn't impress me all that. Yes. So, maybe you'd lump. I didn't see any big plays from them. Um, I do kind of remember a stock your white dude. Stock your white dude at tight end. I don't remember if he was playing tight. It was hard to like <coughs> maybe maybe when you see the footage, you'll be able to figure out who he is mm-hmm. in the group. Yep. 
but just I was so focused in on my camera, trying to make sure I caught everything. Yeah. That I wasn't paying too too much attention Fair. to who was catching it. All right. Like it was like it was like I recorded. I'd be recording the quarterback. I try to track the ball to the receiver and get him catching it. Yeah. And it wasn't until after the fact that I really could figure out who everyone was. Like I knew I, I, I didn't know it was Sammy Coates who got that like the biggest play of the yeah. practice. Didn't know it was him until I went on Twitter and they were like, "Look at this amazing catch by Sammy Coates." I was like, "I remember that catch." Yeah. So maybe upon further review of the tape, <coughs> I will have uh, I'll have a better idea. Yeah. Um, something I didn't write down here, but I want to mention is I believe I saw an NFL scout there. Two of them. Yes. Now, uh, they don't look that different from people who are just normally there watching the thing. Right? Yeah. And just I was videoing, polos. and he was like, he was talking, he was saying something regarding like, oh, he could work for the blah, 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 this. And um, he's a guy we wanted to bring in last year, or something like that. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. So my assumption was, oh, this is NFL scout. Because, like, what else are they bringing him in for? It didn't look like he worked for the team. They were just sitting in the stands. And there was guys out on the um, out on the field for other teams that were not. And I, I was curious what they were doing. Uh, like, I saw a guy in all dragons, like, in dragons gear. I saw a guy in guardians gear uh, just sitting there and watching yeah. with a clipboard. <coughs> so maybe that's for, like, trades and stuff. Yep. Um, that would be the only thing I could think. But there was personnel from other teams than the Roughnecks and Vipers there that were watching. So, yeah. Yeah. That's about all I got. I, I don't know what else to talk about. I mean, we, you covered basically everything. I mean, we're not going to get, you know, like, oh, here's the insider info on... Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I think when you see the tape, like, it'll confirm a lot of what I'm saying here when I put this vlog together and it'll go up along with this podcast. So... Listen to this yes. first, and then watch that, or watch that and listen to this. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Just watch, you got to see both of them, because it helps. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much everything. I can't think of anything else that's like... Pressing. Big burning questions. Yeah. If you have a big burning question, you can always send it in to... Yeah, because I mean, I went and saw it. Hopefully there's more of them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't hint at it at the practice. They didn't say... Hey, make sure you join us on yeah, how did, January 18th. How did it close? Are they just like, all right, leave? <laughs> I left before they officially closed. Oh, okay. It, so I was like, I don't want to get caught. Yeah, probably smart, smart. Probably smart. Yeah. So, um, and it was free. Yeah, which is nice. Part, like, I had to pay $5 for parking. Well, I mean, but yeah. That's $5 it, it for parking get in. for anywhere is, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that was good. So, anyway, that's about all we have this week, right? So, nothing else to talk about the practice, so. Yep. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys head over to the YouTube and subscribe, because I'm going putting this video up there, and you want to see both of them. Yeah. And I, caught, I got a lot of cool shit. Yep. I'll be posting pictures on Twitter that I took, because I didn't only take video, I took the pictures, too. Yep. Um, I'll be posting those on Twitter, so make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at XFL Extra Point. Do it. Head over to YouTube, XFL Extra Point on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, like, comment the vlog when it comes out. Um, here, Apple Podcast, all that shit. Rate, review, do whatever the fuck you can. Some kind of interaction with it helps in some way. More exposure. Um, we got a shit ton more followers on Twitter just from me going to this open practice. Yes. Which so, welcome if you're listening to this. Yeah, if you're because when we when we blast this out to the Twitter sphere as we do every Monday. Mm-hmm. More people are going to see that we posted a podcast, and I don't know if they were listeners before, so if you're listening for the first time, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, anyway, that's, that's it, all right? <laughs> so I got anything else to plug? Uh, no, we did the YouTube, we did the uh, email, even though we haven't looked at it. But <laughs> Yeah, I need to see what the email is. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, all right, so thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. Come back next week. Yes. We're closer than ever to the season starting. Yes. Closer than ever. That is how time works. Yeah, we can say that. We can say that every week. <laughs> that is definitely how time works. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be fun, and I can't wait for the season to start, especially with the Vikings losing. I don't have anything to root for. <sighs> well, so, well, welcome, welcome to train. I think we hired your fucking offensive coordinator, who I didn't want to hire. Woo! Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'll roast you about that after the show. But all right, thanks guys. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye bye.